Wrestle girlies. Wrestle girlies. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Wrestle Girlies, a podcast where we're going to ask some questions, try to get some answers, uh, figure out what this, the entire vibe is, and what we're going to do for the um, theme song. I guess it's just a chant. <laughs> it is like, unless you put a beat behind it, I think that just it, that's literally just a chant. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll worry about that later uh right now uh thank you for listening to wrestle girlies the only wrestling podcast that has the word girlies in its name um my name is janine juliet my pronouns are she they and i don't have a third thing to say and that's because i have many things to say and i am joined by my wonderful co-host could you please introduce yourself for the rest of the audience hey y'all i'm flighty buttlass pronouns she her i also don't have a third thing to say but i am excited to say that i'm sitting in my living room with janine on this nice pink couch and we're excited to talk awesome all right now that we got the pleasantries out of the way i don't know I don't know what else is there to talk about, but number one, um, if you're turn- tuning into this, uh, it's either because we've told you to, yes, or because you were curious and you want to know what a wrestle girly is. Uh, so first and foremost, right off the bat, I think I need to go ahead and just say you don't need to be a girl to be a wrestle girly. Nope. It is much more along the lines of things that are for the girlies, things that are not necessarily um, the most masculine parts of wrestling although there are a lot of men that can do girly things and be girlies themselves we appreciate the masculine parts of these wrestlers for sure but yeah it's the, it's the little things in between the masculinity that we really glom on to i think that's what is for the girlies more or less and it it does lead us into enjoying wrestling pro wrestling among other things in in a girly way so it does kind of already answer the question and in just being you know its title of what is a wrestle girly but if if you identify as non-binary or um or a man or of any anything (laughs) that is outside of the normal girly range don't feel intimidated to be a wrestle girly you you didn't have to be a girl if you wanted to read Tiger Beat magazine. I feel like like I feel like the boys would pick up a copy of Ty- Tiger Beat magazine and you know like look at the nice pictures of your favorite celebrities and that's kind of the vibe I think we're going for with this. It's we if if it's something that would be featured in a wrestling edition of Tiger Beat, that's what we're about. And if it's if if, if that happens to be something that you're not into when it comes to pro wrestling. That's fine too. We don't want to judge on get anything that you out. like, but but do get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of here. You really do need to. I mean, <laughs> not just for us, but for you. Right. Uh, There's be- nothing for you here. We're, we, because uh, we we we're uh, gonna hurt you. <laughs> no, not we're not gonna hurt you. We're gonna physically beat you up. Um, or really, you're just not gonna have fun, and you should be having fun. And this is about us having fun, mm. talking about what makes wrestling fun for us yeah um but first and foremost we gotta let you know who we are Mm. because janine and flighty right off the bat they're just names but what's what's more let's let's do a little girly profile yeah sure let's get to know each other and let's go ahead and start off with uh well i guess we already have names yeah we We already have pronouns 
Uh, let's 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 start off with uh, how did you first get into pro wrestling? Mm. Well, somebody once said that. The best time to get into pro wrestling is not when a cool match happens. It's not during a big show. It's when your life is pretty much at the lowest point. And I think that's what happened to me. Like, I was living alone in a shitty apartment. Like, all I was sick of superhero movies. I was sick of, like, all the big action movies, all my old fandoms. Like, I didn't like any anime at the moment. And then one day I saw... Uh, I saw Pat Gill of Polygon retweet something about the Golden Lovers, a famous thread about the Golden Lovers. And I saw that and, like, you know, saying it's, like, you know, love at first sight is kind of cliche. But literally the next day, I had a New Japan World subscription and I was like, okay, this is my going to be my new thing. I'm going to make this my new thing. And it took, like six hours of just watching like recent wrestlemania not wrestlemania recent uh new japan stuff and like learning more about the wrestlers for me to be like okay i this is my life now (laughs) it's literally been like ever since i just felt like head over heels like absolutely in an instant i'm really curious did it hook you in just from the storyline from the golden lovers as you learned it or what did it was it much more um watching a wrestle match like what what made it click what made it click i say this all the time my favorite match like i tried to watch some old japanese wrestling on that day that i decided to become a fan i tried to watch okada versus omega um and you know i i kind of got it you know i wanted to to really round out my knowledge and know what everybody was talking about but the thing that got me that made me understand was uh abushi versus cody at wrestle kingdom 12 that is my favorite match of all time because it made me understand. Like, the characters were, like, so clear-cut. The storyline was so clear-cut. I kind of knew the backstory from, like, having researched it. But I didn't need to. I just need to know there's, like, this beautiful Japanese prince. And there's this evil American and a hot wife. And they're just going to do shenanigans and, you know, fight for, you know, their their particular side, their beliefs, their honor, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, that's when it clicked for me. Just like, okay, this is a story. It's so basic and easy to understand. And then you can go back and figure out how it ties into the bigger picture. And that was like, yes, that that scratched my brain in a really good way. Hmm. I should talk about me yes. sometimes. I mean, I'm I'm, yes. I'm very used to asking questions. <laughs> I, I've for those who might have known me before, I come from a podcast, My Favorite Pokemon, where I interview people about their favorite Pokemon. It's kind of a similar vibe, but. Mm. It just it does get me used to asking questions more than answering them. Uh, so um, right now to answer some of the questions that I had asked before, because I am down to um, I first started getting into wrestling. Kind of the reason why I do all of the greatest and worst things in my life. Uh, because someone I kind of liked was like really into it. <laughs> You know what? Let's go ahead and just like break grounds. It was. Let's not go there. But, um, <laughs> but like, you know, he would talk about how there was different wrestling promotions that he was watching at the time. And I really didn't know hearing somebody talk about something they're passionate about mm. can naturally make you curious as to what is it that is getting this person so worked up? What for for what reason? Are they getting angry about somebody losing or like just over the moon that somebody won? And it's like, mm-hmm. how can I care about something like that? And the the first thing I watched, it was a stream in a Discord 
chat, and it was uh, the WrestleMania event where um, Kofi Kingston was fighting mm-hmm. Brian Danielson. Yes, yes. And that that was definitely uh, something that kind of like, it got the interest going. It mm. definitely wasn't my aha moment. And um, I come from a different kind of idea where the, the best way I feel to get someone into wrestling is to completely break kayfabe because I feel <laughs> like kayfabe is the beast that is the hardest thing because for the longest time, it was there meant to trick people. And when people are coming into something and you're essentially tricking them, it's kind of really hard to hook them. But if you get them in on the joke, if you get them to understand what they can be able to expect from it, and the best way to do that is well, would be, like in my opinion, to, to break kayfabe or to at least bend it to its points where it is so unbelievable <laughs> that the person has to be able to look at it from an outside enough point to really get invested on what's happening inside. And that's why uh, what really was that aha moment for me personally yeah. was Orange Cassidy versus Gentleman Jervis at <laughs> Wrestle Circus. Yes, yes. Fun match here in Austin. Very good. Um, just so silly and lovable. And it's one of those matches I love going back to as well. And when it did come out, um, I mean, it was popular. People would post it around places and say, if wrestling is fake, then explain this. And... You know, a lot of people don't like it, but it it has mm. elements that I can be able to take away that even some of the most violent wrestle matches have similar things to even this silly match mm. in that Absolutely. the bell rings, there's a story they're telling, the match has to end. Mm. That's that's the big thing is that the match has to end. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter how it ends. Somebody wins, somebody loses, somebody stops. There's a draw, timeout, you know, it's... Hey, funnily enough, I think Orange Cassidy has had a match that had no end. I think everybody just ran away. I think that's how it ended. I don't I don't know who wins. I guess, I guess that's a draw. That's an ending. But even then, the breaking of that rule is only available so that you could be able to, like, <laughs> under... Like, you understanding that that rule is there. Right. You know, you can be able to, to break those rules. Yeah. And that's the best thing about pro wrestling mm. is to, to break those expectations and um i feel like anticipating kayfabe is like the worst part of it and so like the best thing you can be able to do for new people is just throw them in the weirdest shit (laughs) and if they get it they'll get everything else exactly yeah it's all got the same bones you just you know you find the part that you want to eat best let's talk about how your journey okay because you started new japan started new japan yeah Started in New Japan, um, it was real easy to get into at the time, you know, it was uh, the height of Kenny Omega's popularity in Japan, and I, I just followed the elite, obviously, you know, that's where I kind of started with the elite and the golden lovers, got so into being the elite, loved all the lore, loved all the dumb shit, hated all the dumb shit, but loved it too. Yeah, so there's no problem just following them to AEW, of course. Yeah, I, I love I love indie wrestling, and I think the WWE is not for me, but that's okay. And I think a lot of people are hard on them for things they shouldn't be hard on them about, and then way too lenient about other things. But you know, these are these are normal thoughts to have about a billion dollar company. Personally, for me, I think I came in at just the right time. Yeah. Because um, AEW was just a ride around the mm. corner. And like soon after the WrestleMania event that I've watched, it was just kind of like, you know, there's interest. I'll look at things, but I didn't really watch a match. And when AEW got announced, uh, there was Nyla Rose was announced as one of the people there. And yes. seeing 
Now, I'm trans. That might be obvious for some people. <laughs> but uh, for those that, it, that, are, that it's not, um, I really did like the idea of seeing a trans woman inside of the industry. And it did make me feel safe enough to kind of get into it. Because mm-hmm. there, I got to admit, there's a stereotype for wrestle fans. Right. And it's a stereotype wrestle fans themselves don't like. Mm. But, you know, wrestle fans also know people personally that fit that stereotype. Yes. You know? Yes. Either as like a talking head on Twitter or like journalists they really hate mm. or or really just like a friend that just won't shut up. <laughs> like, like you get it. This is something that people can be loud and obnoxious about. Mm. And it did turn me away for the longest time. But um, this kind of like opened the door. And then when that door was opened, I started watching indie wrestling. I started getting more into to different things in New Japan. Not so much AEW was the thing that I did follow along. Mm-hmm. But I veered off because of it, because of the different wrestlers that they showcased. That I'll go to my video store that we have here in Austin uh, we love video, and I'll I'll look for wrestle tapes of things where like if I know one person's name, like I like okay, I can be able to watch this one match and find out what everything else is about. Exactly. I was watching old WWE tapes, old YouTube matches from uh, indie promotions. YouTube has made it very easy, mm. but you do kind of know what to you have to know what to look for. But once you do, it can really just drive you into a, like a hole and like. Eight hours later, you you come out of it and you're just like, I just watched one shoot interview, yeah. two matches, yeah. and like three promos, you know? Yeah. like, And like, you've probably heard of at least one new person that you never heard of either. Yeah. And like that in itself can be able to like start an entirely new binge the next day. Exactly. It's it's, it's a great time right now to, <laughs> to get into wrestling. Yeah. If for any other reason, then it's just there and fun like Mm. it's always there it's always there for you whether it's good or bad or whether you're good or bad like it's always around it it didn't stop during the pandemic you know it's a you know a double-edged sword in the business but it is it is really always there in one way or another and and to be honest like when we're going through the the story of being in like a wrestling fan the pandemic definitely was Mm. something that like really got me more into wrestling even when the wrestling wasn't there 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 was a lot of backlog right you know it it definitely got gave me the time that i could be able to maybe learn a little bit more am i an expert right now Mm -hmm. no but you don't have to be an expert to like wrestling no so I didn't have to worry about sounding smart half the time. <laughs> I, I can just, I can be wrong and either be corrected or just have a wrong opinion. And it doesn't matter because, you know, there's going to be another match and I won't have to think about it. And like, you won't have to hear about it until you listen to a podcast that I'm on and have to wonder like, what am I ranting about? I think at any given show you go to like indie or AEW or WWE or anything like that, like you look around you 
Like, I, I think less than half the people around you are going to know what's going on. Like, you know, they'll, they'll know they're at a wrestling show, but like, they won't be so invested. It's not Twitter. Twitter isn't real. And I think that's <laughs> more like, it's so evident when you go to a wrestling show that like, yeah, nobody knows what the moves are called. You know, we're not Excalibur. We can just, you know, say whatever dumb shit. And, you know, some people around you might roll their eyes, but like, you know, why do you care what those people think? Speaking of indie shows, I think uh, we should talk about our first indie shows because mm. my first indie show uh, was actually like 2020, right before the pandemic hit in January, Inspire Pro, I think they called it uh, Ecstasy of New Gold. I forgot the, the, the exact name of the pay-per-view event, mm. but the, the main event was Effie versus Ricky Starks. Oh, yeah. And... That's already like a pretty, like saying those two names <laughs> right now, Effie versus Ricky Starks, like it, it doesn't seem like it would happen, mm. but it did happen. And I was there for it. And I got a selfie of myself with Ricky Starks in the background being like dead Yamcha ass on the floor. <laughs> Most disrespectful thing I've ever done. But like it, that's, that was like a prize for me and going there and seeing the wrestlers I saw there were, like, it's weird to see to, to find out that they were all in the same one. Um, there was a huge clusterfuck match that had Fuego del Sol. Oh wow! A, a second one that had uh, Alex Zane in it. Oh. Um, Ricky and Sark's nephew were there. Uh, who else was there? Luigi Primo. Luigi Primo. The, the fact that all of them were in the same show under the same roof just does seem kind of weird. <laughs> but like. Knowing that I was there and, like, being able to see where all of those wrestlers went is is amazing. You know, indie shows, no matter what, you're going to be able to see it, a good show. And you don't know who is going to be on the card that's going to make it big. Because I, I did like Alex Zane, but I didn't think that a guy that had, like, a Liv Moss gimmick was going <laughs> to really break it. But he did. And I love him for that. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people really, like, you know, take the opportunities and and rise up just for, the, like, the silliest stuff. I honestly can't remember my first indie. I mean, I, I think I can, but, like, I was... Was it uh, not a very good experience? No, it, I... Well, actually, no, it wasn't. It, now, my, my first... was Party World Wrestling, but I don't know if that counts. Like, it's, uh, it's like, theater wrestling, kind of. Like, it was a bad time. We were just all shoved in the back room of a brewery and... I think that was, if you count that as an indie, that was my first. But I think my second was shortly before the pandemic, uh, GCW came to town. So I went to check that out. Um, I think the main event was Nick Gage versus Alley Catch. Mm. Yeah, that was actually the, 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 the show right before, like that happened the night before the show that I went to go see. Yeah, exactly. Um. And Allie Catch was so messed up from that match <laughs> yeah. that Veda Scott had to take her place. Yeah, I know. She bled so hard during <laughs> that match. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, I'd been doing uh, some wrestling conventions before that. Now, the first favorite wrestler is, I mean, you never forget your first. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Um, and for me, it kind of did bounce around, like, who I was going to release. I, I liked wrestling. Yeah. And... But the thing is, at this point, when I was just starting out, I was still, you know, asking questions to somebody at the side. And I've had great friends who have been very informative and hilarious in describing <laughs> what, wrest what, what the wrestler is about. Yeah. 
And um, honestly, that is probably one of the magical things about uh, being in wrestling is uh, when somebody else is just getting into it and you can say some of the most off-the-wall shit about a wrestler and not only do they have to believe you, but sometimes it's like the weirdest shit and it's true, you know? Yeah, you got to break it down into buzzwords um, that sound silly when they're put next to each other, but... I mean, that's that silliness does intrigue people, you know, something contradictory or silly, just like, yeah, that'll get somebody's eyebrows raised like, oh, tell me more. Yeah. And and for me, the first, I think that really was kind of like my guy, my ace uh, was Darby Allen. Okay. And the big tagline for me that kind of like stuck for me is that he was half man, half skeleton. <laughs> skeleton man. If you could be able to remember the internet song skeleton man i if i i just know it as a tumblr post i don't know if it was anything bigger than that but skeleton man and that carried me for a bit as i just kind of like Mm. got to understand wrestling because watching him get the crap beat out of him and come back up is definitely a very beginner like easy story to convey and pick up yeah. When it comes to telling a story in the ring. Yeah, no, you look at Darby, you know exactly who he is, just first glance. Like, he's smaller, he's he's thinner, he's goth, and if you are looking at him, chances you're watching him either do something dumb or get beat up. So, yeah, it, it, you get it right away. I think that's what, I, when you get something right away, I think that's part of the magic of becoming a wrestling fan. What about you? First favorite? First, oh, yeah, obviously the Golden Lovers. Like, that's what got me there. You know, Kenny Omega just always... And forever, you know, my my precious dipshit. After that, and it's just like keeping up with the elite and their circle, and like finding new people, and like watching a lot of those people get canceled, but like still, still discovering who they were promoting. I I really like Joey Janela. Um, I think he was part of like the indie guys when I was becoming a fan. That was like the indie guys, and I think. I like keeping up with him. I know that Joey definitely has... He's very unique in that he has... He can sometimes have a persona that's very fuck you, and he can have a very good style that's just fuck you, Uh. and a lot of people sometimes can take that personally, but I think... I think I've learned a lot from Joey. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. No, it's like, you know, it's definitely one of those personalities, but for better or for worse... Like, you can't discount what he's done with indie wrestling, which is get a lot more people to look at other people. Like, I feel like he's never the star of anything he does because he's such a fan and wants other people to be appreciated as well. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that his work definitely has uh, helped keep some wrestlers in the business. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, what else is there to talk about without actually getting into big topics that would take up their own episode um i mean there's some little things we could talk about little little likes in wrestling so the little likes in wrestling they're just like huh i think like found family factions it's kind of an easy thing when they when they all just jive together you don't have to worry about them breaking up or you do and then it's like kind of a fun like drama kind of thing like yeah just when a faction is just so perfect together, it just, it just makes your heart warm. Like, look at you and your little people. Look at you and your family. I like a wrestler that has an entrance theme that is cooler than them. <laughs> like, for the longest time when AEW started, anytime Matt Seidel would come out, I'd be oh like, all right, that fucking, <laughs> that fucking music when it hits. 
And then he would just like start coming out and start wrestling, and I would just be like, but can we play his theme again? <laughs> That's a good one. I like tag teams that are made from people that like haven't tagged before, but then they like synchronize and match outfits. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, you put in so much effort and you're probably going to lose this match. But, you know, you guys are you came to play. You, yeah. you understood the assignment. You're like, yes, I'm going to make the most of this opportunity. Yeah. You might not even tag after this, <laughs> but like you are set for this one. Um, women screaming. Ooh, love women screaming. Love women screaming. Yes, in joy, in pain, in uh, you know, anger, anger and fury. Love women screaming in the ring. Good for them. Get it out, girl. Any spot that includes a car. <laughs> oh my god, yes, yes. Uh, any car, any kind. Fancy sports car. Entrance that that that's a car. Yes, you know, cool car. Yeah, uh, I do like that. I do like uh, people destroying cars, getting thrown on cars. Mm destroying cars that is that is still satisfying when you have to like get back at another person and you Mm. destroy their car as revenge a lot of rest like i've seen it a few times a lot of wrestlers do it differently (laughs) actually i haven't seen it in a while but um it's it's so fun because like who hasn't played street fighter and done that extra special mission where you just beat up a car and the guy comes out and goes Ah, my God. (laughs) Like, I always imagine a guy like that coming out every time. Just, it's a real world thing that you don't see get beat up. And there it is in shreds. It's something dumb out of a movie. I love that. I like when wrestling gets biblical. And I don't, I don't necessarily mean religious. I mean more like biblical. It's like, yeah, like, you know, go to fight for your God in this dumb sport. (laughs) Sure. Why not? This this dumb sport full of. This is why Jesus, and weirdos. This you're is why Jesus for, died on the cross. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna fight for Jesus or whoever out there. But besides that, like uh, when the fans make it kind of biblical, like the there there are many like biblical allegories in wrestling. Just so many people just dying on their crosses out there, and you know whether you're religious or not or like think it's anything actually spiritual. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, I how mean, it's interpreted. The different things that they could be able to pull from. Wrestlers yeah. love pulling from movies and comic books yeah, all the time. But the the thing that they choose to pull from to reference <laughs> to, to use imagery of the Bible, <laughs> it's a big swing. Mm. I mean, even if it doesn't turn out right, that's <laughs> kind of fun to make fun of. Yeah, no. They, you know, there, there's layers to it. There's Mirror the Redeemer and then there's Vince McMahon fighting God. But they all exist in the same sport. That's that's the the fun part about it, I think. Yeah. And the fact that like they've been inside the same promotions, it's like did Miro meet God in the locker room of WWE? <laughs> like is there just like uh, one spotlight in front of like an empty locker room oh, and that, that's just God. Oh, the spotlight. I I like promos that end up being unintentionally funny. <laughs> Either through a flubbed word or something just, like, not landing. Or or even if it's just, like, uh, some of the guys just trying to make the interviewer break <laughs> every once in a while. Yeah, you, that does are fun. You, like, you want to see people having fun. I like animal wrestlers. Animal-themed wrestlers. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Super Panda. Uh, I mean, I guess Luchasaurus counts as an animal. Um, Tiger Mask. Yeah, love animals and wrestling. More animals, please. Um, More animals, please. 
now I want to like start coming up with like different animals that would make a good gimmick. <laughs> but that itself is like its its own episode. You oh know? yeah, no, like making up gimmicks is oh god, I love making up gimmicks. Uh, so that's the thing. Like anything could be wrestling. You just have to look at something a little sideways, and it's like okay, yeah, that's wrestling. I could see that in a ring. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's I'm, just room for everything. I mean, I I love gimmicks that that seem so like one note and niche and like watching somebody <laughs> find a way to, to be able to uh work it in an interesting way yeah uh like um like in mystery wrestling did you see um when man scout was uh fighting against brandon cutler yes and uh they had like a campfire match where yes. they just like it's a hardcore <laughs> match but with campfire equipment oh, like, of course uh, it's <laughs> it's a brilliant thing to do for for somebody who's a man scout and mm. Being able to, like, find a way to work something that ridiculous takes a lot of creativity. And and just in that, like, I'm already pulled in. Even if the execution is shit, Mm. the fact that they thought of it is, like, it's already, like, got my attention. Yeah. You know, hopefully it's not shit, though, because, like, there are so many things. Like, if, if the wrong gimmick on the wrong person can, like, just tank instantly. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what else we could be able to talk about. I'm, I'm trying uh, very hard not to land on a subject that's going to, like, hit a button and then, like, yeah. all of a sudden we're recording for, like, more time on a different subject. Yeah. I, and just focus on who we are. It sounds like we're not trying to keep it, like, recent either. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, you're kind of getting to know where we came from and, yeah. and a little bit of where we are now at the same uh-huh. time currently right well where where are you currently with wrestling mm. i mean that's kind of a weird thing to ask but what things are are you watching now what things are you keeping an eye on always keeping an eye on AEW. um wrestle kingdom just happened so i'm trying to get back into that get back into new japan because I, I will dip in for uh wrestle kingdom and best of the super juniors now that's as far as my uh attention span for New Japan will take me lately. I'm always excited to see who's next, you know? Like, I I feel like we're at a good point right now where a lot of the people who have been the stars recently are kind of starting to either have to slow down or are making changes. Or out on injury. Or out on injury, yeah. Um, You know, there's always going to be those people trying to, to take those spots. But besides that, like, I feel like we should be seeing some new indie people coming up soon, I think. Like, it's it's been a while. You know, I want to see somebody's huge rise. And, yeah, it's just always exciting to see who that'll be because it's not often who you'd expect. Well, personally for me, I'm I'm keeping an eye on AEW. That's, mm. that's what I started with. Um, trying to also keep an eye on things on ROH. But to be honest, mm. it's, there's just so much wrestling. There's so much wrestling. Uh, I, I want to get in more upon the indies and follow GCW in particular. Mm. I feel like... Uh, with their collective that they have going yeah. on, that they have a lot of different collaborations. That yeah. This next time the collective meets, I feel mm-hmm. like there's going to be such a sharing of talent between it that we're probably going to see a change, not just in indie wrestling, but like the collective has like matches with Tokyo Joshi Pro. Yeah, yeah, that's the they just announced that yesterday. They're having a collaboration show with them. Yeah, you. It's really one of those things. Like, I mean, Mania weekend. You never know what's going to happen really with all the shows going around the big show and sometimes around paul white <laughs> around paul right around the big show because 
He's got a lot going on lately. I this year I want to try to keep up with Inspire Pro better. Oh yeah, that that's uh, our local in Austin. Yeah. Uh, they oh run... my god, I just realized right now mm-hmm. I could have asked for tomorrow off oh. because they're, they're tomorrow uh, when we're recording this and Brian Keith is going to be there. See, that's that when I'm talking about who's next, I'm talking about Brian Keith. You said it right there and I'm saying it right now and I've been saying it for like a year. No, he's amazing. Um, we're so lucky to be able to see him live in a lot of shows. Yeah, no, I, the amount of talent that goes through Inspire is kind of surprising. Like they had like Jungle Kiona there. Uh, it's a lot of fun characters that I feel like are have found their niche in the local, and I want to see like if they have the power to break through into a bigger arena. I mean, like we saw what happened with Luigi Primo. I think he was an Inspire mainstay. That's true. That's true. Um... I like the Born Haters. Let's do. Let's get it for the Born Haters this year. <laughs> You know, it's wild, though, um, because this Wednesday, from when we're recording it, Ricky, yeah. and, Ricky and Sammy are going to be fighting. Oh, yeah, two Austin guys. Two they, Austin indie guys from yeah, all, the way, all around if you, here. If you look up the Inspire Pro Ricky versus Sammy, <laughs> it's, it's not only, like, a good match, but it's, like, it's so weird to see, like, them not only younger mm. and, and look like babies, <laughs> but... Just, I don't know, like, how how much Inspire had been there lifting up talent before? And just what I said earlier, you don't know who's going to make it. So yeah. going to a wrestle show is, is always a plus. Mm. Uh, speaking of uh, wrestle shows here in town, uh, things that I want to get like more behind um uncanny attractions yes we love uncanny here and and basically just any queer promotion like that is like the thing that i i want to follow more queer Mm. wrestlers because there there are a good amount of them that are doing great things and they're all up on the indies and they're going to different promotions all the time and it's it's a bit hard to keep track of them sometimes if you're not following one specific person the entire time or one specific show Mm. so Mm. being able to like comprehend where people go it's (laughs) it does take a little bit of work but it's it's worth it and uh that's gonna be my wrestling resolution for 2024 that's what we're calling it cool wrestle resolution for me i'm going to be keeping an eye on queer wrestlers a lot closer. Mm. And what do you say? Your wrestle resolution? My resolution. I just want to keep my merch game up. I want to keep uh, inspiring people to make better merch and making better merch myself. Yeah, you know, just always always looking for the next thing. And in terms of enjoying wrestling, uh, yeah, I want to I wanna, I wanna see Maxi and Paler live. Mm. I think I saw them uh, in Dallas one time, but that was before they were as... Uh, it's just huge and popular in Japan as they are now. So I want I want to see them again and like really appreciate the experience this time. You can be able to tell us what your 2004 wrestle resolution is on our um, social media. I have us on Twitter for some reason. Oh <laughs> yeah. I I might take us off of it because that does expose us to wrestling twitter oh it sure does <laughs> uh, but you can be able to find us there at wrestle girlies mm. you can also be able to find us on blue sky uh that is wrestle dot social or however that works look up wrestle girlies on blue sky if you're on it and go ahead at us at us personally yeah. on our, our stuff where can people find your shit online Flighty Butt Lass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm very active all the time. Love to talk to you. 
And uh, and me personally, uh, that's uh, Janine Juliet on Twitter and on Blue Sky. Uh, follow me more on Blue Sky. I need more reason to go there. Same Z's for me. Flighty Butt Lass on there as well. Yeah. Let, let's very make, sad on there. Let's make our own girly space there. <laughs> yeah, let's make it happier. Let's make it happier for me on Blue Sky. And hey, if you if you talk to us on Twitter, maybe we can get you. I have a lot of invite codes. <laughs> so and many I'm invite not, codes, yes. I'm not going to be doling them out to just Johnny anybody, but like, be cool. Yeah, be cool. Listen, like, subscribe. <laughs> you, you can get something out of it. Yeah. Jeez, other than that, I guess for the next episode, you can be able to look forward to us talking to uh, one other person besides us. Oh, cool. At least. Like, I want to be able to make sure that we have, like, regular guests so that mm. we're just not bouncing off ideas off each other. Yeah. And I want to get... I want to ask our friends first, go mm-hmm. through with people that we know, people that we trust. Yeah. But uh, I do want to be able to open the door open to to listeners, too, eventually. So mm. y'all stay subscribed, keep an ear out, and I'll let you know how you can do that. Yes, we want to hear your opinions. Although we do reserve the right to, like, dunk on them. <laughs> we're not going to. We're not We're gonna, not mean. We're not mean. We're not mean. If there's something that you say that we might be playfully mean about, we still appreciate you for saying something. I mean, if it's nice. If you're saying something that's terrible, uh, full full on fuck you. Yeah, full on fuck you. We'll, we'll see you later. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Wrestle girlies. Wrestle girlies. <laughs>